0: Slee, it is not raining. Oh, great. I'm looking out this window right here in front of me, and the ground is almost kind of, sort of headed towards dry, so I'm optimistic that we're going to get a little golf in today. Of course, it is the Genesis Invitational. That's coming up right here at Riviera, the 15th through the 18th, where legends are made. You can get your tickets at genesisinvitational.com, and the dining room is full, Slee. So all the people that are going to play golf today, they are getting fueled up, and I walked through there. I told Chris this a minute ago. Uh, there's a prime rib that's the size of a rolled-up sleeping bag. <laughs> it's it's the biggest thing that I've ever seen in my life, and uh, it looks pretty Well, I,
1: I respect your walkthrough. Um, I don't know if people know. You know how people talk about um, sometimes before uh, the week of the Super Bowl or something like that, right? There's a lot of uh, the teams, they'll do a walkthrough, and they don't want to injure themselves. They don't want to put themselves in a position where they're not ready for the big game. You're a walkthrough when it comes to these
0: (laughs) Gotta prep sleep. Yeah.
1: Walk through these the 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 food displays, the inside the clubhouse. Very walk through guy before you get out there and and you do work and you do damage.
0: There are there's prime rib, there are burgers, there Mm. are veggie burgers, there are hot dogs, there's salad, there's all sorts of little sweets, whether you want cookies or any of these things and they are less than a 10 second walk from where i'm sitting right now so it's a uh, it's a trying time it's let's, let's just say that in an era of trying to make positive decisions in an era of trying to remain in a good headspace just there is temptation lurking right behind that door Alex. okay <laughs> do
2: it, just do it yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah see my but a slytherin is that am i saying it right is a slytherin as yeah. a slytherin wouldn't i just go in there and just demolish it all
1: what was your word earlier <laughs> for the
0: cinematographical something yep, like that's that. what it was yep. that's what it was
1: still my favorite word yeah, it's, you Bro, know, I'm, I'm looking on the weather app here it looks like there's a there's a a solid window from 12 to four, you, you might be getting your, you I might be so. okay.
0: I hope so. I, I, it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's not raining right now. I'm mm-hmm. looking out. I'm looking down on the 18. Everybody that watches golf here in Southern California, if you've ever watched the LA Open and now, of course, is the Genesis Invitational, you know 18 is that huge natural amphitheater right below the clubhouse. I'm sitting in the clubhouse right above that 18th hole, and this is kind of a, a high spot on the course, but there's no standing water, so I like our chances, Slee. I like my chances of playing golf better today than I like Josh Allen ever beating Patrick Mahomes oh, in a game that matters.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, could, that, I, could that, I could I, that, I could that's, I say that's this about where we are. before that game started? Did you have? I was telling Michael this in the pregame show, and I was like, Michael, why would anyone think that the result's going to be different than the Chiefs beating the Bills? Right, and you know, and and, and I guess maybe this just kind of goes with the territory of. Until a team or until a player gets over the hump, you just never give them the benefit of the doubt. And it, I thought. And, it,
0: and, 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 and like you said, the team, team. Part of it too. Like team, too. Absolutely. It's as much of the Buffalo of it all as it is the Josh Allen of it all. Buffalo's been cursed going back to Jim Kelly and going back before then when they would win, you know, two, three games a year. Buffalo's never had sustained success
1: um I so the, and, the, and the reason why I, I think especially because it's Mahomes on the other side somebody yeah. who has done it somebody who has been in this situation before somebody has took you out of a playoff game with 13 seconds left to tie it up go into overtime and then get the ball in the opening drive in OT and and win the game it's the combination of all of that that you can tell there was no Bills fan that was at that game yesterday watching on TV that ever felt comfortable. No. And I'm sure there were plenty of Chiefs and NFL fans that were saying to themselves, yeah, they're going to find a way to win this game or the Bills are going to find a way to lose the game.
2: And this is probably also the worst the Chiefs will maybe ever look. Like they do not have a great team around Mahomes, but Mahomes is incredibly special. And so this might be if you're the Bills fans in your mind, hmm. the, the one year you could have done it. And they were the Bills were cruising. Their Bills were playing really well or well ish. At the end of the season. wellish, Yeah, yeah wellish, But But um, they still won it. But <laughs> even to highlight, like, even put more insult to injury for Bills fans, that it's wide right is even well, the of worst. Of course so, it was. Of course <laughs> um, it was. If people don't remember, this happened in the Giants-Bills Super Bowl uh, where Norwood missed it wide right. So I'm going to play the sound. Um, this is actually Jack Buck calling that play.
0: It is a 47-yard try by Scott Norwood to try to win the game for Buffalo. Lingner will snap it. Wright will hold it. Norwood will kick it from the right hash mark. With eight seconds left in the Giants leading Buffalo. 20 to 19. It's a 47-yard kick
3: for the Bills. Norwood assumes the position. Lingner waits to snap it. We wait. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. <laughs> Norwood missed
0: four seconds left the Giants have won Super Bowl 25 by the score of 20 to 19.
2: And then this was last night. He has to make one for us
0: the game on the line he will 44 yards bass no he doesn't make it wide right Wow. the two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced (laughs) again. Yeah, it, it, look, it both of those kicks were makeable kicks. 47 yards, Norwood. It's the NFL. Anything under 50 yards, you expect him to make it, right? 44 yards yesterday for Bass. And Emily and I were disagreeing a little bit this morning about – you thought, M that that was just the wind that I think just pushed it, that thing way to the right?
2: It was, going, it was going straight down the middle, and then it – bared right because the wind was picking up right then. I think it was totally the wind.
0: It, it felt like it was right off the foot and then went way right because of the wind blowing it. That did not feel like it was particularly well struck. and It, it just feels to me like this is what happens when you're on the wrong end of this. Hmm. This is what happens. Like We could talk about the Raiders and the tuck rule. We could talk about Tom Brady and a million different things that felt like breaks go his way. But I kind of want to go back to what Emily was saying a second ago about how – This feels like something of a missed opportunity for Buffalo because Kansas City isn't what we've come to know them as through the first part of these championship games. Because here's why, and I understand, Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl ten times and won at seven. Patrick Mahomes has been to the Super Bowl three times and won two. But he's on pace. He's going to the AFC championship game for the sixth consecutive year. And And that's not the only part of this that reminds me of Brady. Here's what else. He's done it with a rotating cast of people. He doesn't take the same team back over mm. and over again. It's now, there's a lot of commonality, like Travis Kelsey is there for this. There are some other things, but a lot of the other pieces go through. Tom Brady goes through with Gronk. He goes through with Randy Moss. He goes through with all of these different uh, supporting casts, different running backs, different receivers, different defensive players. The only thing that was really the same was the coach and the quarterback – well, that's what this is too, right? This is Mahomes and Reed. It feels exactly like Brady and Belichick. You can move out. the. I, I need some help. You need a Gronk. You need a Kelsey. But the rest of it? We can kind of mix and match it as long as we just have those two things. And this isn't one year or two or three or even four. This is six years in a row that these two guys have shown up and beat, you know, sometimes it's Burrow, sometimes Burrow gets them. I think the Burrow comp is is far more relative to the Manning piece of this than the Allen piece of it is because Burrow has beaten him when it matters in the playoffs. Burrow went to the Super Bowl where Allen – Keeps getting knocked out in the divisional round. Allen keeps getting knocked out in these crazy ways. Rivers, Rivers, he's never in the final round. That at least Burrow has gotten over in Arrowhead. We saw that happen. But this is not the beginning. Or or, or, this is probably the middle of this run. The end. As long as Mahomes is around, as long as Reed is around, it feels like you can move every other piece around on that chessboard, and they're going to have a chance to go back to the the AFC Championship game or beyond. T. Raj,
1: sometimes it's I don't know if I want to call it bad timing. Um, yeah, I think that and, is it. And, and let, me give you, let me give you an example. Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, all these guys had Rich something Miller. in common. They had to play in an era where Michael Jordan just owned the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's why they never won an NBA championship. And I think the Josh Allen piece of it uh, and the Buffalo Bills, I, I just I, – I at no point thought – and I'm just being as genuine as possible – I at no point was sold that the Buffalo Bills were going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't care that it was Mahomes' first road game. I actually no. think that added to the allure and I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes was like, "Yeah, let me go ahead and do one of these on the road and shut <laughs> yeah, you think everybody I can't up." Do this? Yeah, I almost think that that almost kind of <laughs> yeah. played to their advantage. Um the Bills also just some Idiotic play calls. The fake punt. Somebody explained to me what the hell they were doing there. They got incredibly lucky that um, the the touchback, the fumble at the one yard line, and the touchback to Steve to even stay in the game because it was about to be a two score game. They were going to be down ten. Uh, I, I don't think it, you know, came down just to the kick. Of course, the kick is a big part to do with it, but I, I
0: just—they're going to lose even if that kick. Goes I th-
1: in. I, th- I thought they just no matter what was going to happen
0: because what was time? like a minute, and buck a half?
1: forty-five, maybe yeah. a buck forty, yeah. something like that. You're right, yeah. so that means they're going to lose anyway. Mahomes was just going to drive down and kick a field goal anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's how you know that you are just you know the universe hates your guts. Because it doesn't matter whether or not they kicked that field goal, whether or not it went through. They were going to lose because Patrick Mahomes was on the other side and you left him a minute – you left him 13 seconds and he beat you. You don't, What is he going to do with a minute and 40? But, he might have scored twice.
1: But, Trev, that's where I think, you know, M, you playing that, that, that clip from 1991, which, by the way – That sounded like it was from 1950 (laughs) and it was 1850. (laughs) 1850. Isn't that amazing? Just we play anything that's just 15, 20 years old and sounds like it's just from a different world. But And that's why you playing that clip, it's not even – Trav, you mentioned it at the beginning – it wasn't even just this matchup between the no. Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the history of the Buffalo Bills. There's certain franchises that are out there. That's why when the Clippers trade for James Harden, you won't stop talking about, yeah, man, but it's the Clippers.
0: And it's James Harden.
1: They're going to find <laughs> a way. Different. That's a good, that's a good yeah. point. They're <laughs> going to find a way, certain franchises that you just... You're waiting for them to lose. And it doesn't matter if it's the first time they're in this predicament or the time that it's the 20th time. Until you get over the hump, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. They didn't get the benefit of the doubt. And the Bills did what everybody thought they would do.
0: All right, we are here at Riviera Country Club. Of course, the Genesis Invitational is coming up from the 15th to the 18th of February. You can get your tickets at genesisinvitational.com, where legends are made more golf. Mike Antolini, who is the tournament director for Tiger's event right here at Riviera. He's going to join us next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
3: Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contacts writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contacts' best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contacts' expert live customer support.
4: Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
0: Al, I got some of the best news that I've had in quite some time. I'm sitting here okay. I'm talking with Mike Antolini, who's going to join us here in just one second. He's the turner director for the Genesis Invitation. And I said, hey, we're going to get out there we and we're going to get to play some golf today. And he said, it's up to me that I can play as many oh, wow. games as I want. So. They're gonna have to drag me out of here, Sliwa. That's uh, that's yeah. M- that's Mike, go.
1: be careful, man. Be careful, because Trav will he'll post up shop there for a couple of days if you give him the opportunity.
0: Yeah, we we, we may do it, Mike Antolini, as I mentioned, tournament director of the Genesis Invitational. Mike, thanks for having us out here today, and thank you for the great news. Yeah, of course. I mean, the the first lesson there,
5: though, Travis, is don't ask questions. You don't want the answer.
0: to. Them. I mean, what if I said
5: no? What would have you done? Well, then I would have went and asked someone else. <laughs> well, okay, that's that's an okay strategy. But
0: then, if they kind of come back and refer yeah, to well, me, I, I'll say I, I he probably already asked. I should have me. started at the top of the pyramid. Exactly. That's well, probably no, no, no. Not no, no. My I'm I'm, I'm
5: here to serve. There's no, there's no, there's no pyramids here. <laughs> there is a, there is an iconic view though from the first mm. tee overlooking yes, there is. the Riviera Country Club. It's iconic.
0: Yeah, so let, let's start right there, Mike. I I grew up in L.A. i A. I've been to this tournament, coming to this tournament since I was you know a kid and a teenager to college. I look forward to it every year. It's one of my favorite sporting events in the city every single year. Yeah. I look forward to it. And in large part, we'll talk about the field in a second and all the great winners they have, but it's this place. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the golf course. It's the history that comes along with it. And just we're sitting here right now. We're looking over the 18th green that anybody that's ever turned on a TV on a Sunday afternoon in February has seen. What does it mean to get to do this event at this course?
5: Yeah, I mentioned, I mean, it is iconic. And a lot of times in the world of golf, those uh, superlatives get thrown out. But this course and this this property truly lives up to every one of those adjectives and superlatives. You ask, um, you know, the world's best players at any point throughout the year, you know, what are your favorite golf courses? What's your favorite tournament? And odds are you're going to get Riviera, Genesis Invitational Mm -hmm. doesn't matter where they are, they love it. This is a timeless golf course. Tiger says this a lot. If you think about the history here at Riviera, all the greats who have played here, all the greats who have won here, they've all hit the same tee shot off that first tee. Mm. It can't move. That first tee shot, exactly. (laughs) That first tee shot is timeless in the world of golf, which is ever evolving. So it's uh, it's pretty special.
1: Mike, for those who, I'm not the biggest golf fan, but getting a chance to come out to the course, and obviously when you guys actually have the invitational and uh, you can go online right now, there's tickets available, there's hospitality opportunities as well. Can you talk about just what an experience would be, even if you're not the biggest golf fan, but if you're somebody that's in and around Los Angeles um, coming to an event like this, just what, what do you think would be the experience for those out there?
5: Yeah, Alan, it's a, it's a good question. Look, the the tournament is not just for the ardent and avid golf fans. I mean, in in essence, it's really a great outdoor social event yep. where you mm. can come spend all day with people that you enjoy company hanging around, whether you know, whether you wanna eat, whether you wanna drink, whether you wanna just take in the beautiful historic scenery around you. And oh, by the way. There's going to be some roars. There's going to be some cheers. I'm sure, Alan, if even we got you, who's a self-proclaimed not the biggest golf fan, looking at our field list, you'll find a couple of, oh, yeah. of players that you uh, you know kind of associate with and you say, hey, I, I like the cut of that person's jib. I'm going to kind of follow them for some holes. Next thing you know, you've... You're kind of matching up the holes, and you're saying this is fun. You're on the fourteenth hole at the Genesis Lounge. You're getting some some coffee compliments of Genesis. You're overlooking the tee shots. There's a roar. Is somebody going to win awesome. the GV80?
0: Things are happening, you know. So, Mike Antolini is the tournament director of the Genesis Invitational, which of course will be played right here at Riviera Country Club, February fifteenth to eighteenth. GenesisInvitational.com for tickets and talked about the golf course. It's the city of Los Angeles. Everybody likes to come and do these things. And then, of course, there's Tiger, yeah. right? You, you you add the Tiger of it all to the tournament. That's just a whole nother layer of – we had Chase Johnson in here a minute ago talking about how he was his idol as a kid yeah. growing up, his inspiration to kind of really go after the game as a career. And I don't know if there's anybody out here on this tour right now, especially as Tiger has gotten older, that didn't learn to fall in love with the sport by watching Tiger Woods.
5: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, Tiger has played a – a significant role in so many, if not all, of the world's—you know—the PGA Tour players, right. uh, be it be it younger or uh, or not so young these days, which is great. And when you think about his association with this event, first PGA Tour event as a 16-year-old amateur in '92. 25 years later, he becomes a tournament host in an event that benefits his TGR Foundation, which has done so much to help uh, kids from under-resourced communities can kind of p- pursue their passions through education and it hasn't obviously just been been tiger he's been kind of the, the driving force but everyone who has supported like yourself travis coming out to this event has played that role and it's a true celebration of his legacy each year here at the genesis invitational that you know we can you know, really you know, thank him for everything he's done for the game of golf through his uh, hosting duties here at the Genesis. Well, it's so interesting
0: (laughs) to see because we get an athlete occasionally. You don't get them very often, Mm -hmm. but you get one that cuts through whatever sport it is, whether it's Michael Jordan, whether it's Magic Johnson or, Mm -hmm. or whoever. Tiger's one of those guys you don't have to be a golf person to know who Tiger is to get caught up in the Tiger Woods hysteria when he was the best player in the world and what's really interesting about him is even now even though he you know the injuries that he's gone through and 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 where he is in his career he is still the biggest draw in the sport he is still the biggest name in the sport he's not the best player right now you know (laughs) I would never say never again because he's Tiger Woods but I don't know if I've ever seen that—that that even when the the best of his playing career is probably in the rearview mirror, that he's still the draw. Everybody wants to know when is he going to play? Is he going to play? Even watching him caddy for his son is a big deal. It's just, I, I, other than maybe a, a very small handful of athletes, I've never seen anybody like that.
5: Yeah, there's uh, th- there's continues to be, and I think this will forever be the case. So many eyes on Tiger. We have the Hero World Challenge of uh, last month in the in the Bahamas, and when he. Uh, decided that he was ready, uh, you know, prepared to to play. Um, the attention that that he gets uh, is, again, still unlike unlike anything we've we've continued to to see. Um, but if you think about it, you know, the game has so many stars, and obviously it's not just just Tiger. There's so much talent mm-hmm. out here uh on the PGA tour uh we just saw Rory win this past weekend in in Dubai obviously last year's uh, FedEx Cup champ Victor Hovland who's won a couple of Hero World Challenges himself Scotty Scheffler who just won the Hero World Challenge right. world number 1 i mean they all tee it up here at Riviera for the Genesis Invitational and um you know it's no shortage of star power every february we're pointing things are happening
0: i just yeah i'll go ahead
1: Go ahead, Al. Oh, no, I was saying you go ahead, T-Rush. I, you guys you guys are – It's. I feel like the only other question that I have, Mike, is no, – You're with us, Al. Well, the only, only other question I have, Mike, is Trav gets out there on the golf course today. Um, what's your expectations for him? Would you be disappointed? Are you shrugging your shoulders if he's not playing well? Just, you know, I, I want you to kind of key in on Trav a little bit here.
5: Yeah, so so you know he doesn't know this, but we have a we have a Trav policy. There's there's no one, whether it's whether it's a cart, a, a spectator, a random kind of person just out checking on some operation of the tournament. If you can see Trav and identify him. You need to stay clear uh, please, please. of any holes, any adjacent <laughs> holes. I don't want to tell anybody to be jumping in bushes, yeah, but sure. um, we it. call that the teepee. That's the Travis policy <laughs> out here today. It's short lived because, again, he's going to play 18 holes uh, and not, not wow, anymore. that's I don't know what better way to, to put it than that.
0: One more for you, Mike, before we let yeah, you go. Course. Mike Antolini is the tournament director of the Genesis Invitational coming up uh, 15th to 18th of February. Tickets available at genesisinvitational.com. Is it the course? Is it just that the the strength of field is always what it is here? You mentioned it a second ago. You go down almost any tournament on the PGA Tour, and you're going to find a couple of – who's that guy that won it? Almost none of them here. Like, if you win this tournament, you go down the list, name, name, Hmm. name, major champion, major champion, major champion. Good luck. Field course, what is it?
5: Yeah, I think obviously Riviera has a lot to do with it. Um, Great courses, great historic timeless courses seem to produce great winners. Um, You have to be a complete player to win here. You have to think your way around the golf course. And then there are, as we see, a few times throughout the year on the, the PGA Tour's calendar where it just means a little more. And this is one of those weeks where Especially guys,
0: now, right? With with what's going on in the world of golf.
5: Absolutely. Signature event. I mean it means it means a lot not only to play here. Once you've gotten in, you've already done so much, so much more than, than you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the, the, the world of professional golf, but to then take it a step further and win here you know that you're going to be etched into the annals of history and i think they all know that and it's a matter of kind of you know blocking that out when you're playing but being able to relish in that fact if you are able to get to the, to the top of that mountain as a champion.
0: His name is Mike Antolini. He's the Tournament Director of the Genesis Invitational. It is, as I've mentioned many, many times, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, sporting event in Los Angeles every single year. It's coming up next month, the 15th to the 18th. If you want your tickets, genesisinvitational.com. Mike, thanks for having us. Thank out. you, Mike. For everything. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. All right, Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. And Bud Light was brewed to be a delicious and easy-to-drink beer. Had a few of them this weekend. It was a pretty good weekend. Even when the little things in life are hard, like when the game goes into overtime, that means you have even more time to enjoy it and open up a fresh Bud Light. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local retailer today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
4: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
2: Hey guys, uh, I you. made my C- Cleveland ESPN radio debut okay. on Friday <laughs> to talk about uh, what we talked about in Factor Cap last Friday, which where Emmett Golden, you know, put his uh, feet up on the desk, which is insane <laughs> to me. Still, how uh, did he
0: defend himself?
2: Uh, he didn't really well. <laughs> he did not defend himself well, but it's okay. Okay, <laughs> and me and his producer are on the same wavelength.
0: Put it to you this way: that's a tough position to defend. You sure. can't take your feet off your your shoes off at work. That's insanity. Yeah.
2: He was saying, like, oh, I relax. I'm in here in between shows. I'm like, okay, okay, Emmett. Sure, sure. Um, but anyway, um, today is Guy Fieri's 56th birthday. Uh, diners, drive-ins, and, and dives. dives. And uh, it got me thinking. You would rather go to a restaurant recommended to you by Guy Fieri or <laughs> one that was recommended by Anthony Bourdain. So you Ooh. would rather go to Guy Fieri is fact. All right, Tra- uh, Travis, fact, or cap?
0: Cap. I would choose Anthony Bourdain. And, and I know that Bourdain's got a different palette, I think, than Guy Fieri. I like both of these guys, by the way. But Bourdain feels like he would find the spots that I would like more than Guy Fieri would. Guy Fieri's got a lot of spots that I, I've been to, and they're almost all great. So it's not that. But Bourdain's got that thing where he finds a little off the beaten path. It's a little bit more uh, authentic, shall we say, in, in some of the places that he finds. So I, I would I would lean towards Bourdain. Al?
1: I'll go fact. Um, I feel like Bourdain is next level for me. I think I. I don't think I'm there. Bourdain's a level, uh, nowhere near that level. So I think.
2: But he has like a wide range of things. He does. To yeah, I mean, one, one, like one of my favorite fanciest, things. Yeah. One of my
1: favorite things to watch from him is every time he comes to L. A. Back in the day, when he would come to L. A. In and out. In and out was the first stop. <laughs> yeah. And, and he was, he you know, he talked about. In and out, like a lot of people do, religiously. How unbelievable it is! Um, but I think you know the 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 dining the um, dine ins, dr- Diver, diners, drive diners and dives, diners, drives and dives. I just so enjoy that show over the years that there's. I feel like there's more of a connection to him, so I yeah. would take. I would go where he says. Okay. Here's
0: why Bourdain is the choice. Too. Bourdain likes to get wasted. Bourdain would go out and get sideways yeah, he would. tacos. He'd have 94 shots of tequila, too. Mm-hmm. That seems like fun. <laughs> Slap it! Oh, my God. Yeah. Slap say, it, I it. it, I already
1: did. Isn't that unbelievable <laughs> that is. that's what makes like, that thing work? <laughs> exactly. It that it literally <laughs> it works did. every time he does it. Yeah,
6: exactly. Uh, I'm going to go fact on this one. I've been to a, pl- a few places that Guy Fieri has, uh, you know, uh, been at and he leaves like this uh, baking sheet with his like uh, they spray paint like a bake sheet mm-hmm. and you yeah. know he's been there that's like a staple of like okay I've been here I have recommended this to you I'm with Alan I, I, I think I'm not at the level for Anthony Bourdain either uh, but yeah Guy Fieri all day every day
0: he, during the pandemic, Guy Fieri kept a lot of restaurants afloat. He kept a lot of restaurant <laughs> mm-hmm. workers afloat. He gave away millions of dollars. He is an unbelievably philanthropic guy, a really, really solid dude.
2: Yeah, anybody I know that's ever met him has always yeah. been just raves about him. Yeah. Um, so yesterday um, – He Jason- likes the
0: Raiders like you, Sleeve. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, (laughs) we get along with
2: that. Uh, Yesterday, Jason Kelsey was not playing uh, in a divisional round game, and so he had the opportunity to go see his brother play. And he really took that opportunity. He was at (laughs) Bills' tailgates drinking out of, was that a bowling ball at one point? And then (laughs) he was all in. (laughs) He had gotten shirtless at one point in time in the suite, got Mm -hmm. down from the suite, you know, interacted with the Bills fans. uh, And he, yeah, he was on one yesterday. So you would have loved to follow Jason Kelsey around all day yesterday. Alan Fettercat.
1: Oh fact the guy was I mean, if he wasn't whatever happened on the football field and and the Bills and the and the Chiefs was such a good game. It was back and forth. It came down to the last couple of seconds, right up there with that story is him. I, I think he was phenomenal. I love that he took didn't he take some girl that had a Taylor Swift sign and, and she, couldn't, yep. you know, she couldn't get it up to show Taylor Swift. So he goes down there, grabs her and puts it up I mean, girl dad move. this guy was the man, and I, I think he's entertaining in itself, but very entertaining yesterday. I'm in with the cam.
0: Trev? Uh, look, you guys know me well enough. Extra is not my gear. I would like to hang out with Jason Kelsey if it's just him, me, and a couple of other people because I, I think we'd get along. I think that there's some similarities there, but anybody that's working that hard to get the, to, the cameras on them is not my deal. It's just, it is not my jam. That that level of extra is too much. I'm a fan of Jason Kelsey's, but that was way over the top for me.
2: All right, Kelsey hater. All right, Jorge. I think it would have been
6: it would have been fun following hey, him hey, around. Hey. <laughs> hey. It would have been fun following him around just to see him, because you don't see athletes like that. You know, these guys are concentrated every week after week after week to yeah. do and do something on the football field. Once it's over, it's like, okay, this is what you can or you want to do mm-hmm. as aside from your job or what? I think it's just, you know, cool to like for him to entertain you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, so. so- <laughs> Making I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this meme floating around, but there was a meme about Peppa Pig and the Buffalo Bills. All right, so Josh Allen has been appearing in Paramount Plus commercials alongside Peppa Pig, and so it's in Peppa Pig is a child's, uh, you know, cartoon, yep. and she has a little accent. I can't do it right now, but anyway, it's well done. Well done. It's Josh Allen and Peppa, and since that commercial had been airing, apparently, either the Bills were uh, witty every game or playing very well. So, Bills fans were rallying around, around Peppa Pig and Josh Allen. Peppa oh, Pig was at the game yesterday in a mascot costume because uh, it was also on CBS. But anyway, Peppa Pig, there was a meme going around that she was seven feet tall. She is just a massive cartoon, but in the world, everyone else is seven feet tall, so she doesn't look as big. So, seven foot tall Peppa Pig would be a fine receiver for Josh Allen. All right, Jorge, factor cap.
6: Absolutely. And then if you guys didn't know about this, Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig has Peppa Pig World in Orlando somewhere. Mm, I thought about taking my day, because Martha's a huge fan of Peppa Pig, Mm. and she's growing up watching Peppa Pig, but yeah, she would be a perfect receiver for Josh
0: Allen. (laughs) Trav? I am waiting... For someone to do what you're describing, him it's, it's fact. Because at some point, look, everybody's getting a little bit bigger, right? There used to be in the NBA where there would be a few seven-footers and they'd stand them under the basket. Now everybody in the league is 6'10", dribble shoots, third shoots, three, Do everything, right. They do everything. That what used to be an anomaly, when I was a kid, William the Refrigerator Perry was a 300-pound football player and everybody thought he was – a freak right oh my gosh he weighs 300 pounds are you kidding me now every football player on the line is 300 pounds the evolution keeps coming every starting pitcher in major league baseball is six foot five Hmm. it's just it is coming somebody's gonna take somebody like lebron james who might not be six foot or or seven feet tall but is six eight six nine six ten and we're gonna keep getting there that's an athlete like that and they're gonna turn him into a tight end they're going to turn him into a wide receiver the it is coming that six foot ten eleven football player where they just hang it up there and there's nothing you can do about it how would you guard kevin durant on a bat on a football field how, how would you guard you peppa it? pig yeah, could you guard Peppa Pig? I don't know what kind of hand. Is Peppa Pig female? Or uh, is, Peppa is,
2: is female, but she does have tiny okay. hands. Tiny
0: hands. That's the only concern I just here. I don't know what sort of receiving skills she has. Yep. I don't know if she's got soft hands. I don't know what her catch radius is like. But uh, the day of the seven-foot football player is not far off. I'm telling you. Al?
1: I'm going cap just because, um, you know, her wingspan. It, we we got to have longer arms, Trev. You know, that, that's the only problem is you're throwing it to the corner of the end zone. I know she's jumping up there, but now the length is where we're going here. So I, right. I'm not basically taking this way too seriously. I'm a real scout,
2: <laughs> and real also scout. she only tends to really wear dresses. So I don't know really how that would go with um, the entirety of the football playing. But I don't know. Keep your keep your ears and eyes open, need for maybe Peppa Pig will be great for you guys. <laughs> um, all right. So <laughs> over the weekend, a news station. I guess what they were doing was that they had news in like one box in the screen, but they also had like a ticker with like information in like a corner of their box on their TV. And on the corner of the box on the TV, it said, uh, the Super Bowl halftime show will have Reba McIntyre doing the Star- Star-Spangled Banner and has uh, Usher as the halftime show uh, Super Bowl between the 49ers and the Ravens. And everyone was saying, oh this is the NFL script leaked and mm-hmm. it's obviously going to be them. You believe even a little bit in an NFL script, uh, Travis Factor Cap?
0: Cap for one very specific reason: people don't like to go to jail, <laughs> right? <laughs> that all of these conspiracy theories—I'm here for them. I want to listen to them. I want to entertain them as possibly true. All whatever the fantasies of you know the, the Michael Jordan leaving base or uh, basketball to go play football. Whatever of those those. Tall tales that get tossed around. I want to believe them, but I don't believe any of them for one simple fact. You go to jail if that stuff comes to light. And I don't think that any league commissioner, any television executives are dying to go to prison. They got pretty good lives, and I don't think they want to go to jail. So, because we're going to watch it whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, You've seen some of these numbers. What, Peacock had something like 20 million people sign up for their service or whatever the crazy number was? Yeah, I know you had 19,999,999 after Sleek canceled, but no, nobody wants to go to jail. Al?
1: Well, I think the way you phrased it, you believe even a little bit in the NFL script. Fact, a little bit, right? I think there's times things happen in sports and people will put those conspiracy theories out That's there. That's
2: convenient, yeah.
1: And, you know, I, I think that there is, let's use Tim Donahue as the referee in the NBA that is betting on games. I think to think that stuff like this never happens, or even, travel. I'll, I'll go, maybe the NFL doesn't have a script, but there's other things that could go on where the NFL either doesn't know about or turns— do I believe a little? Yeah, I, I I believe a little.
6: Jorge? I don't believe in this whatsoever. I I just feel like people start connecting dots as it gets further and further into this. All of a sudden, we we found out about the uh, how come we nobody brought up the colors from the beginning. You feel me? Like towards the end of the season, it's like yeah, oh, it's like purple what, and like red. They left too we many can. clues. Exactly. They left too many
0: clues. Jorge. So, so
6: it's just one of those things where like people start putting you know dots together, trying to come up with something, throwing you know what against the wall, and hopefully they get something right. So I think that's what it is.
0: All right. We haven't talked about any of those other games. We've only kind of talked about what we saw in Buffalo and Kansas City and how Kansas City might go to the Super Bowl every year from now until Patrick Mahomes' 45th birthday, which might be true, by the way. But there were some other games, including San Francisco kind of showing their you-know-what with their most important player. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. You've probably on the freeway this morning. It's kind of slow. Everybody's stuck in traffic. You're like, man, that's a good-looking Silverado. Oh, wow, look at that. That's an even better-looking Silverado. You have Silverado on the brain. Get yourself out to Ritolo Chevrolet, the number one Chevy dealer. Dealer of the year. 13 years in a row. How are they dealer of the year 13 in a row? Because they take care of people, because they have the best selection, because they have the best pricing, but they have customer service that you will not believe. It's courteous. It's transparent. It's up front. You're going to feel great about your purchase at Rotolo Chevrolet. When's the last time you could say that when you went to buy a car or truck? That's exactly what you're going to say at Rotolo. How do I know? Because I've bought cars from Rotolo. Because they've won dealer of the year 13 years in a row. That's how. Find out for yourself what all the fun's about. Go out there and see why Mike Capozio makes you the most important person on the entire lot at Rotolo Chevrolet. It's right off the 210 Freeway, Sierra Avenue exit in Fontana. Tell them that Travis sent you when you got there. And if you can't get into the store, make sure that you go online at RotoloChevy.com. That's R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevy.com.
4: s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you again try jet's signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e jet's pizza better because it has to be
0: got my umbrella ready sleeve but i don't think that i'm actually gonna need it i, I think that uh it's, clear sailing it's, eh, clear might be the wrong word but okay. we're sailing <laughs> we're we're gonna take it out of the the dock and we're gonna go out there and see what happens it's uh it's not raining at the moment but uh will we'll see what it is should i should i check in with you a few times from the round see how it's going for you guys
1: well listen we would love that it's just um you know greg's gonna be coming in here and um Jorge I we were talking that's just a lot of microphones that's a lot of voices there so just enjoy the golf course. You wouldn't check in if we said yes, please check in. You wouldn't do it.
0: Oh, then I would guarantee that I don't.
1: Right, and if I <laughs> yeah. say if I say don't check in, <laughs> Am you're going to call? call
0: twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep, <laughs> I'll keep checking in along the way. All right, let me ask you this: How worried no. are you about Brock Purdy moving forward? Because you should be horrified.
6: No, I'm not. I'm not really. Really, he I'm looked really, I'm, terrible. It's fine. It was one game. He'll snap out of it. Come on. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Well, yeah, that is some. some I believe very in it. Come biopic. on, guys. It's my team. (laughs) Okay, here's, here's, here's the one thing that you can be reasonably okay with. When he had to have it, he did it. On that last drive, when he had to have a touchdown, he got him down there. And they scored that touchdown. Other than that, he was bad. Full, not just not very good, he was bad. He was missing wide-open uh, guys. McCaffrey <laughs> bailed his you-know-what out. Kittle bailed his you-know-what out. That that dude had those big saucer eyes for most of the night.
6: Yeah, when so. Kittle dropped that pass down that drive you're talking about, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we're in trouble for sure. No, but then they, everybody was able to kind of get it together for that final drive. I lost my voice when he made that run. Yeah. Yep. That set of McCaffrey, that's when I started screaming, you know, just going crazy. And when he scores, McCaffrey scores, that's when the voice was just
1: I think knocked. I think Trav, what they might have done, they might have and we'll see what happens with Debo. Obviously that's a, a big piece of what happens for this upcoming weekend. But sometimes you just have one of those games, and if you can get out of one of those games, which they found a way to do That could be the – you know, we talk about – it's not the best comp, but we we talk about – I think
0: you're exactly right, Al. I I totally agree.
1: I I think you and I both agree with this, the Dodgers and their runs, that if they could just get momentum, then maybe nobody can stop them. The problem is they can't get any momentum. Niners should have lost that game on Saturday. There was – I mean – you look at some of the decisions. First off, just the way the Packers were playing, they looked calm. They looked collective. They looked like they belong there. Coming off the blowout against the Cowboys, I'm like, are, is are they going to go to Dallas and at Samson? This is the same team that we were watching against the Rams, where you and I both agreed was one of the worst football games that we've ever watched, and they've turned it around like this. I, I was... Um, I was shocked that it was a game and the fact that the the drive that they missed the field goal, for some reason, they went for the kill and started all of a sudden they threw it three straight downs where I thought they could have they, they should have continued to run the ball down the Niners throat. The Niners didn't have an answer for their run. But I go back to it. They escaped and because they escaped that might be that one game where it's like, hey, they got past it, and now you know we we'll see what they do from here.
0: I, I agree with the expectations thing, right? The, the idea that they were supposed to lose, and now that you kind of wiggled off the hook, it's how house money is the wrong phrase, but it's now they're they're freed up. It's like, okay, we had our close call, now we can absolutely roll along the way. But I'll tell you, that did not look like the team that we saw through the, early part not of the season. not convincing. No. When, when Green Bay had the – the guy had the long return and he fumbled it and Green Bay recovered it, and that's when I'm like, Green Bay They're going to win the win. game. Yep. They're going to win the game because that yeah. was an incredibly lucky break that they were able to seize on. <laughs> One Packer there. One Packer, and it took a bounce right in his gut. Mm-hmm. He, just, he landed on it, and that was the point that you started to think, okay, it's going to happen, but they survived. And, and that's the scary part if you're Detroit. Detroit's got to – they don't have that, that boost of that crowd that's going to be with them. That it's – you know, San Francisco's not the most, you know, hostile environment to go into, but they are at home. San Francisco has a better player – maybe at every position other than Hutchinson. They've got a better guy on the offensive line, on the defensive line, at the linebacker. And maybe the the quarterback thing is a little bit of a draw. Maybe Goff's got an advantage there. But they are going to go into that environment for the first time and not have the wind at their backs, which I think is why San Francisco wins. But it doesn't feel like the dunk that it felt a week ago. They did not look good.
1: Let, let, let's put it this way. Let's say they get past the lines, which most people are going to expect them to. And now you're in the Super Bowl, which for the Niners, everybody understands, this is a Super Bowl or bust. There's nothing else. It's, it they, they need to win. They need to cash in. They've got close enough these last couple of years, but now it's hypothetically Purdy versus Lamar Jackson or Purdy versus Mahomes. I mean, I, I could tell, you know, Jorge, if you feel okay with him moving forward, that dude... Missed so many, just it seemed like, uh, easy plays. I'd be worried a little bit if I'm a Niner fan, just in regards to to how Purdy performed. But maybe he gets past that. That's the one game that he got to sneak by, and he's a different quarterback. But whoever's in the Super Bowl representing the AFC, clearly the quarterback's going to be, they're going to have the advantage from a QB perspective.
0: All right, so what are you and uh, Bergman going to talk about now that I'm going to go play golf?
1: Probably just a lot about you. Um, perfect
0: see so ya yep. yeah, yeah, have fun <laughs> the iron claw he saw iron claw over the weekend al you should see that it's very sad but it's very good you should uh find a way to go do that thank berg you man. yeah and Slee. yes sir hey have iron fun claw. enjoy the uh, <laughs> oh, enjoy will. the course out there buddy i will we'll see you al's coming back with berg Travis lee 710 espn